And I'm joined now by RNZ reporter Kim Moody. Tēnā koe, Kim. Who wins in a patchy economy? Kia ora Charlotte. Well, the pool of people looking for work is being fueled by high migration levels, with tourism a notable bright spot. But the hospitality, accounting and legal sectors are all struggling to fill gaps. Meanwhile, slowing construction businesses are being flooded with calls by people looking for work. StatsNZ numbers show net migration at a record high of 96,000 in the year to July. Now, ANZ's just run an eye over which parts of the economy are doing reasonably well and which aren't. Its chief economist, Sharon Zona, says employment is a key driver and the Reserve Bank expects unemployment to rise beyond 5% next year. They have unemployment rising about as rapidly as it did during the global financial crisis. Now, I just don't see labour demand dropping away that quickly, but the sharp increase in labour supply through net migration is the wild card here, insofar as a a relatively modest drop in labour demand combined with a relatively sharp lift in labour supply together could see the unemployment rate rise. Now, that is actually part of the Reserve Bank's plan, of course, in order to get the domestic inflation pressures down. Sharon Zona says outside of professional services, few industries are actively hiring. Staying with the labour market, the hope for a soft landing for the New Zealand economy rests on the ongoing strength of the labour market, according to a world-leading economist. Stanford and Poor's global chief economist Paul Grunewald says this country's economic challenges are much the same as those facing the world's biggest economy over the next 6 to 12 months. And he says the focus must be on getting inflation under control, completing the COVID-19 recovery and maintaining a healthy labour market. So if we have strength in the labour market, people have jobs, they think they're going to continue to have jobs, wage growth is good... That's going to allow the authorities to tap the brakes gently and we can kind of slow down to the steady state path. What we're worried about, the hard landing, is if firms start to shed labour very quickly and then the bottom falls out of demand and then we get an undershoot and that would be a hard landing. But we've been surprised for the last year and a half at the strength of labour markets and it looks like that's going to continue. Paul Grunewald says New Zealand should focus its efforts on building up its domestic economy until the dominant American, Chinese and European economies get back on a steady state path. The latest U.S. inflation numbers were a mixed bag, with a jump in the monthly headline figure driven by higher fuel prices, but a slowing in the core rate to its lowest in two years. That's being taken as a sign for the U.S. Federal Reserve to leave interest rates unchanged at its meeting next week, but leaving the door open for another rate rise by the end of the year. US-based economist David Blanchflower, who is a former member of the Bank of England's Monetary Committee, says the Fed has probably done too much in the way of rate rises, but it has different priorities than ordinary people. Banks are run for bankers. Bankers care about inflation, but real people care more about the unemployment rate. There's a lot of work done on it, suggests that a one percentage point rise in unemployment makes people much worse, about six times worse, than a one percentage point rise in inflation. So bankers want to do things to deal with the inflation rate, but real people care about the unemployment rate. Bankers are not going to get to be unemployed. Your listeners are. And I think that's the reality. The question is, is what the banks are doing for the banks 
the sensible thing to do for your listeners. And it's okay as long as the labor market doesn't collapse. But as soon as it doesn't, they don't really have many tools to stop it. David Blanchflower says he's seeing economic signs that the US economy could face recession. The leaders of some of the big technology companies, Tesla, Meta and Google, have met US political leaders in Washington to discuss potential regulation of the use of artificial intelligence. The meeting was called by the majority leader Chuck Schumer of the Democrat Party and was held behind closed doors. But on the way out of the summit, Tesla's chief executive, Elon Musk, was positive. It was a very um, civilised discussion, actually among um, some of the smartest people in the world. So uh, I thought it was, uh, Senator Schumer did, did a great uh, service to humanity here, along with support of the rest of the Senate. Um, and I think, we'll, um, I think something good will come of this. However, the summit has been criticised by some US lawmakers as giving the rich, the rich tech companies the chance to shape future regulation without being held to account. Well, turning to the markets now, our friends at Hobson Wealth are otherwise engaged today, but never fear, our business editor Giles Beckford is here with a snapshot of the markets. Kia ora, Giles. Kia ora to you, Kim. Well, looking at the local market, first of all, local top 50 index, it's back to its losing ways today. Uh, it did have its first rise in nearly two weeks yesterday. It is uh, somewhat diminished. We should note that a large number of stocks have been going ex-dividend this week, and that does have an influence on their price. Currently, the index is down 38 points. That's about 0.3%, 11,318. Among some of the bigger moves, EBOS down 85 cents. That's 2.3%, $35.80. E-Road is down 4 cents. That's more than 5% at 71 cents. Fletcher Building down 25 cents. That's more than 5%. At $4.45. Freightways down 21 cents. That's a 2% dip at $8.50. Spark is down 15.5 cents. That's more than 3% at $4.75. And Tourism Holdings down 14 cents. That's 3.6% at $3.70. Not all one way traffic among the more notable rises. Infratil is up 13 cents at $10.28. Mercury up a couple of cents at $5.95. And the warehouse group up three cents at a dollar seventy. A somewhat uh, quiet and positive uh, start for the ASX 200. It's up seven points. That's just zero point one percent. Seven thousand one hundred and sixty-one. Uh, I won't go into the moves there. For the Kiwi, it uh, Kiwi dollar. That's fifty-nine point two US cents. Ninety-two point one Australian. Forty-seven point four British pence. Point five five one euro. Eighty-seven point two yen. And 4.3 yuan. 90-day bank bills at 5.67%. 10-year bonds at 5.02%. Brent crude oil holding steady but elevated uh, at $92 US a barrel. And gold is up $3 at $1,909 US dollars an ounce. That's a quick look at the markets for you, Kim. 
Oh, kia ora, Giles. That's Giles Beckford, our business editor there. In other business news today, renewable electricity generation reached a record 91% in the June quarter. Data released by the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment indicates that's a 10% point increase over the year earlier. The increase in renewable electricity generation was driven by high rainfall levels, topping up those hydro lakes, as well as the completion of the Turutia Wind Farm. We'll bring you the latest business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business. Thank you very much, Kim, and that guest appearance from Giles Beckford.